Welcome to Academy Days, a Christian fiction podcast for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Enjoy the story. Academy Days, Episode 32, Parting Ways. You're both going on another out-of-town job? London looked from mom to dad. Since when is dad into interior decorating? Mom folded a shirt into her suitcase. Since the senator bought several enormous pieces of furniture at an embassy auction and wants them refurbished, it would simply be too impractical for him to send the pieces all the way here to your father's workshop. London belly flopped onto her parents' bed. I don't suppose there's a job for me to do for the senator too? Mom's mouth went firm and straight. No. Dad came out of the walk-in closet with a pair of dress pants. You're going to wear those while scraping off old varnish? London sat up. How high maintenance is this politician? These are for when I take your mother into D.C. for dinner after a long day's work, Dad said. Afterwards, maybe we'll stroll across the mall, see the monuments lit up at night. He smiled at Mom. London rolled her eyes. Monuments? How romantic! She flipped off the bed and marched towards the hallway. Fine. I will act in typical teenage fashion and have a wild party while you're gone, complete with a police raid and a late-night bailout. At the bedroom door, she turned to face her parents again. Mom continued packing. There's everything you'll need for a cheese dip in the fridge, dear, she said. I hope you get to eat at least some of it before the cops arrive. And we'll take the bailout money from your college fund, Dad said. So don't let placing a financial burden on your aging parents hold you back. London huffed and whirled out of the room. She let a smile bloom once out of sight of her parents. A year ago this time, she, Mom, and Dad probably wouldn't have joked about things like out-of-hand parties. Not that London had ever been at one with a police raid, but there had been a few where things had gotten edgy. In her room, London grabbed her phone. Might as well take the opportunity to make some plans, though. She paused, her finger hovering over the Tuesday group text conversation. Maybe, maybe she should check with Zoe first. But ever since London had turned Chandler down, had said no to the Riverside Trailer Park loot, had started sitting with her Tuesday group at lunch to avoid the conversation, the expressions of Chandler and Xavier. She'd basically ended up avoiding Zoe, too. But what about the best friend forever thing? A grade school packed, yeah, but still... London scrolled down the screen to an old conversation, one she hadn't used in so many weeks. With one touch, she highlighted Zoe's name. Want to hang out? How had it been this long, this long since she'd texted her best friend? It was like, like not talking to a sister. London turned the volume up to full capacity on her phone. Well, this summer, maybe she could get her sister back. The Zoe who'd knelt next to her at camp last year had stood up different and had been different for a while anyway. Mom knocked on London's bedroom door. She came in and sat on the edge of the bed. You will be okay while we're gone, right? 
London sat down on her desk chair and propped her chin on the top rail. Of course, I'm making plans as we speak. Mom straightened the pillows on the bed, turning a yellow one on end and switching a blue one to the forefront. She studied the effect. It's not that I don't like taking you on my work trips. You're a lot of help and just fun to have along, but... Mom flipped the yellow pillow back into a horizontal position, but pushed it right up against the headboard. London caught sight of Mom's nails, bitten down so far the tips of her fingers must be sore. But there are just circumstances this time. Mom stood and grabbed a blanket from a nearby chair, folded it into a triangle, and draped it over one bedpost. It's okay, London said, sitting up straight. I'll make plans and chill. It's still the beginning of summer break, and I'd rather do nothing anyway. Mom nodded and unplugged a lamp on the nightstand beside London's bed. Good, okay. She moved to the opposite side of the bed and placed the light on top of a nearby bookshelf. There, she brushed her hands together and headed towards the hallway. We're eating leftovers tonight. Give me ten minutes, then come out for dinner. Mom swung the door closed behind herself. London stared at the opposite side of the room. Never had it looked so unbalanced after one of Mom's talk and fiddle moods. Whatever was going on, London grabbed up her phone, and Zoe. Never had she waited this long to reply to a text. What was wrong with her? London pushed the grocery cart around the corner into the refrigerator aisle and spotted Carmen and Lacy breathing condensation onto the door of an ice cream freezer. You still haven't decided? Then again, maybe we don't need ice cream. I mean, I've been fighting acne since I was twelve, and Carmen and Lacy whipped open side by side doors, and a second later, each plopped a carton of ice cream into the cart. Two kinds, guys. We don't need. Carmen grabbed a tub of marshmallow fudge sundae and set it pyramid style on the other cartons. Three kinds. London sucked in her tummy muscles and slowly backed away. I think I have an appointment at the gym. Chips, salsa, queso, guac. Nora came towards them, arms full of items. What else was I supposed to get? Broccoli. London stamped her foot. This party needs broccoli. And some protein that isn't sugarfied or weirdly and unnaturally preserved. Nora tumbled her findings into the cart. Uh, do they sell that kind of thing anymore? Lacy snatched a bag from a nearby rack. Broccoli cheddar soup potato chips. That is vile. London closed her eyes. Clearly, I have failed to be a good influence in this situation. Grab some chocolate syrup while she's not looking," Carmen whispered. London's eyes popped open. Her friends, a wall of grinning snack fiends, before her. Then Lacy stepped aside, and there was Zoe, twenty feet away, lifting a giant tub of Greek yogurt from an open cooler. Zoe, London let go of the cart handle. Hey, Zoe's head jerked just slightly, but she didn't turn. Just put the yogurt in her basket and walked out of sight around the end of the shelving. Be back. London reversed course and jogged around the end of the aisle and made a beeline down the next empty aisle.
She didn't stop until she was right behind Zoe, between a magazine rack and a display of gum. Zoe, I tried texting you. My Tuesday group is hanging out, and I thought maybe you'd want to join us. London stepped back as Zoe heaved her basket up onto the conveyor belt. This is Friday, not Tuesday, Zoe said. What? Oh, Tuesday group. Well, I guess the Tuesday thing is irrelevant. What with the school year being over and Carmen graduating, but we're all friends now. Cozy. Zoe slapped a bag of frozen strawberries onto the conveyor belt. Look, Zoe, we're not some kind of exclusive clique. You could come hang out. We're going up to Carmen's place. Zoe paused, a bag of spinach in her hands. Up. To Villette Hill, Zoe. Can you imagine? London felt the tug of curiosity in Zoe's gaze and stepped closer. Who would have ever thought that a friend of mine would ever live up there? You know. Zoe's eyes dropped to the spinach, and she tossed it towards the strawberries. That explains it, then. Explains what? London glared at the healthy snacks the clerk was skinning. Good thing she hadn't brought her cart with her when dashing through the store. Zoe didn't answer, just shoved a debit card into the chip slot on the pay machine. Zoe, what explains what? Ma'am, you can put your things on the conveyor belt now. The cashier said, handing Zoe her receipt. We like to keep things moving. Oh. London turned and nearly ran into a cart half full of ice cream, chips, dips, and toppings. Carmen, Lacey, and Nora stood in a group, eyes anywhere but on London and Zoe. London grabbed up the first thing she touched and started shoving things in the general direction of the clerk. The next time she turned around, Zoe was gone. London, are you coming? Lacey's voice echoed into the atrium, leading into Mrs. Sawyer's indoor swimming pool. In a minute, London tapped her phone screen. Nothing, nothing from Zoe in reply to the ten messages London had sent since their conversation. Could you call it a conversation? At the grocery store, London scrolled back in time, back through messages from May, April, March. Back and forth comments and questions about homework and school, but something was missing. The friend to friend sharing and jokes—they disappeared among the invites Zoe had sent to hang out with Chandler and Xavier to do this or that. Invites London had turned down more and more often. Was this why Zoe was going silent, going distant? Burns spread behind London's eyes. And the screen blurred. Should she have stopped saying no and started saying yes? But to what? A concert where the music pulsed with unrestrained, wild desire. A party full of the tension and thrill of being seen, being wanted. To other moments less definable, but all ending the same way, ending with the return home to. London brushed the tears away, returning home to feelings of unrest in the pit of her stomach, to sadness. She pushed her phone into her bag. She'd done the only thing she could when she'd said no. If only it didn't feel so much 
like saying goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. Don't forget to check out the details below for a discussion question. Also, feel free to leave a review or a star rating. Until next time, bye.